<laughs> your um, naming protocols are impressive. Can you sneeze directly into the mic so I can get a sound check? <laughs> get some get some mucus in there. Bellmouth Podcast, it's about birds. For this week's episode, we're very excited to interview Jesse Gordon. Jesse is a local photographer who has gained over 27,000 followers on Instagram with his fantastic bird shots. He was recently featured by the Audubon Connecticut Instagram account as part of their Audubon Takeover series. He's also been featured by the National Audubon Society and by the Cornell Lab. Jesse stands out from the hundreds of bird photographers out there with his uniquely humorous but also educational captions. For Jesse, each bird is given a little story, their personalities and behaviors shine in each post. Blue-gray gnatcatchers are plucky, yellow-breasted chats are sneaky, prairie warblers are total players. Add to that a mix of pop culture and meme references, and you have a favorite bird nerd of the Foul Mouths crew. Jesse was kind enough to join us a few weeks ago. We talked about how he got started birding, his photography pet peeves, and he shared some great stories from the field. We hope you enjoy the interview as much as we did. Jesse, thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, yeah. You're welcome. Jesse fucking Gordon. Thanks for having me. Oh, that didn't no. take long. No. Sean tries to, try, <laughs> Rip off that band-aid. Sean tries to do it in like the first 30 seconds. I, but I usually help show good restraint throughout the rest. I yeah. like don't swear that much, if at all. And then I, we close it out on, with a bang. It's been, it's, it's been pretty we good. We are really excited to have you because yeah. you are... It's not like it's creepy that we're just like, well, Jesse saw this. Oh, and yeah. And Jesse has a picture of that. So, so. <laughs> we should we should talk. We're going to tell you some a really creepy thing about us. Um, we talk about you a lot when we're birding. Yes. Because we, <laughs> we've been in the same place as you on mm. the same day with the same bird and have not seen you. you. And so we yeah. basically, we've been joking that you're just in the bushes in camo Sometimes. all the time, <laughs> like somewhere around us. Mm-hmm. We, we're just like, damn it, Jesse, where are you? <laughs> it's been like, <laughs> yeah, legit, well, I, we've had that conversation a million times. I, it's funny because I've wondered, you know, we've like sort of, circularly conversed on social media and i've i've yeah. sometimes been surprised that we haven't run into each other there there is like you know because p- half of like photography is sitting in one place yeah. you know and like motionless and um which is why like when people ask to come with me sometimes i'm like you don't really want to like <laughs> it's not fun it's like usually me crouched in thorns mm-hmm. sweating right. and like flicking ticks off of myself while I'm waiting for like a bird to be where I want it to be, you know. So how many um, times have you had Lyme disease? You know, just last year I had to get a, you know a round of antibiotics oh, yeah. for it. I've I've pulled so many ticks off of myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've had the bullseye a couple of times, but I don't have it that they were able to find. And yeah. um, well, congratulations! Yeah, it's, it's the worst thing ever. Um, yeah, I can't imagine. It's uh, you know, but I'm certainly not. Uh, you know, I'm not squeamish about bugs at this point. <laughs> so. It's hard to be squeamish when they're crawling yeah. all over you all the time. So how'd you start birding? Um, I guess it's hard to determine like when it turned into something. Um, it was probably like eight years ago or so. I rented a place up in old Lyme, uh-huh. um, from a girlfriend's parents. They had like a, a summer home up there and they had like a guest house on the side of it. And so I rented it for a year up there and it was really kind of, I didn't know anybody up there. Um, and I bought a kayak and I started going out on the river up there for something to do. And, I just started noticing 
the birds. And uh, I'd always, uh, my growing up, my dad had the bird book by the window and we'd look at what's in the backyard. And I think it was kind of always dormant within me. Um, you know, I, I was the type of kid who was always turning over rocks outside all day in the mm. backyard and, you know, um, pulling out toads and <laughs> gross things. And, uh, and I've always, you know, I've always enjoyed it, but that's kind of where it started for me. And then, um, it was like this kind of slow process of like, I bought binoculars and then I bought a camera, like a cheap, you know, like little point and shoot. And then, um, about five years, it was right before my daughter was born. So it was like five years ago, I bought my first like DSLR camera mm -hmm. and then started and that really kind of then from there it was like you're you're fucked you're just like yeah. <laughs> and it's lenses and yeah you know Kids. then then you have the thing and it's like you know second mortgage on your home to pay for a lens <laughs> like things like that. Yeah, yeah i mean i've you can kind of go as far as you want you with really that. Can. um so far i've kept it you know with i mean mostly by my own financial limitations <laughs> i've kept it fairly on the on an amateur level um it's interesting your story because i actually went the other day through your entire instagram feed to like see like where it began it goes way and then went i went way not way, in a creepy way no, <laughs> i wanted to see like did it always was it always this way or was it like mm. you know and there was like a blurry osprey photo mm -hmm. and it must have been from your phone and then it was like, and then like, you know, you and your dog and your daughter. And then it's like, and then there's another bird. Mm -hmm. And then another bird. And then it's like a virus that just all of a sudden <laughs> just bursts. Yeah, that's that kind of a good, like, it gives you a good visualization yeah. of how it, how it like infected my yeah. life. And, and like infected is a strong word because it's a good, it's been a, it's been a positive force in my life, you know, as much as like, I'll joke about how it's you know, kind of maladaptive and antisocial <laughs> and like mm. people look at me like I'm, you know, there's something wrong with me when yeah. I start, you know, pointing out birds or, you know, mention, you know, noticing birds on the soundtrack of a TV show yeah. or whatever. <laughs> um, it's our coping mechanism because it's like, mm -hmm. it's weird to be a birder. Yeah. Cause as we were saying before, you know, they're mostly older people and I don't know. There's something like most people don't get it. Yeah. People really don't get it. Like they. Um, yeah. What do you have for you have good run in stories since you're sitting like hiding in, in bushes to you? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, by the way, do you have like a full sniper camo <laughs> suit? No, you, you know, I don't suit? go there. I try and like tomorrow morning, I'll probably be wearing this same T-shirt. I try and dress in like. Same. Earth colors and green, <laughs> but I I don't go full camo. I don't think the birds notice. Um, maybe they do. I I'm just not willing to 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 get that serious. You've never noticed the judgmental cardinal. <laughs> he, <laughs> he doesn't even have a ghillie suit. What is this? <laughs> Did he just point at me? <laughs> yeah, like it's funny. I have one of those like camo lens coat things on my on my lens, but it's it's just to protect the lens. Like You're I don't really That's think why, that like. <laughs> You know, it's, uh, you know, yeah, my, my gear is, is pretty much like, yeah, just boots and like, I have a pair of like greenish or gray pants and I try and <laughs> yeah. I try not to wear anything. It see it seems like black turns them off. 
Hmm. I've noticed that with like well, they they don't like crap. black. Is that my problem? No. That's, <laughs> probably, that's definitely <laughs> yeah, my problem. They have a thing against I only wear black or stuff. something. I don't know. Ah. But, um, yeah, it's usually like yeah. I'm, I've had definitely had like weird moments where I'm like hmm. crouched in some grass and like people's dogs discover me <laughs> or like. Um, <laughs> Yeah, like actually, just last year at at um at Pound Ridge in um in New York, I was I was crouched by a stream, and this guy was throwing a ball with his dog, and his dog like just literally like ran me over. Wow. You know? <laughs> um, it happened. You know, it's weird stuff happens when you sit still, and um, like uh, case in point, I was in Sterling Forest a few years ago, and I was. Uh, you know, there's like a big power line cut out there. And that's, um, I love, it's one of my favorite spots in the whole world. If you've never been, it's like come like mid May into June, it's just like buzzing with birds mm. and life and like prairie warblers and golden wings and indigo buntings and just all sorts of awesome wow. stuff. And, um, I like to climb up off the trail towards like the, the woods cut out, mm -hmm. you know, because a lot of stuff, will be around the edge there. Mm. And um, so I, I kind of set up over there and I like, I, I'll use playback. Um, you know, I know that can be like a weird subject, but I tend to use- We're all about controversy. <laughs> I find, and the weird thing is I like with, it's basically just remote pitching because I'll mm. set up a speaker and just play some like alarm sounds. Sure. Like titmouse alarms, vireo alarms. Yeah. And that creates like a scene. And the birds are like, what the hell's going on? Let me go see, you know? Yeah. And um, they have that weird kind of like, shit, there's a car accident. I got to check it out. Um, so I set up and like there's a little dogwood tree there. And I start playing and like within like, I don't know, within like 30 seconds to a minute in this little tree in front of me is like a gnat catcher, a blue-winged warbler, a Brewster's warbler, a black and white, a red star. It's like 20 different birds in this little tree. And I'm just like losing my mind. And I'm just like, you know, getting whiplash. Um, and uh, slowly, little by little, they notice that there's nothing to see. And they just kind of drift back off. Except this Brewster's kind of was hanging out and singing. And I was just like, it was really wow. giving me these awesome looks. And um, so I'm sitting there like clicking away and all of a sudden I'm only like 20 feet from the woods and I hear this crashing like right next to me and I hear this big like snort and I just like freeze and right in front of me in one of the tree closest to the to the edge of the woods there three bear cubs just go straight up the trunk of the tree oh, God. like maybe like 15 feet in front of me <laughs> and i can literally hear the mother breathing in the brush like no. right in front Oof. of me and so i just start like backing up towards this big towards the path and like kind of like down drop and wet yourself <laughs> drop and wet yourself <laughs> i'm like I, i'm trying to remember like what do they Should say <laughs> no you wet yourself but i'd heard like you're supposed to talk like you're supposed to let them know you're human you're never supposed to turn your back you know yeah um especially like black bears you want it you like grizzlies play dead black bears you don't want to play dead you want to you know, just kind of like be assertive, um, don't turn your back. And so like I, I'm backing up and I get behind this boulder. And of course now I'm like 
snapping photos of these bear cubs in the tree, um, you know, like half pissing myself and trying to like hold the lens against the boulder so that it doesn't shake because I'm like terrified. Yeah. 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 Um, and like half of me is like, I really want the mom to poke her head out. Cause I want a picture of her. And the other half of me is like, Oh my God, I don't want to see the, yeah. the mom. I like and, my uh, face. Yeah. 50, 50 chance here. This is why I'm so worried about a grizzly encounter. Cause I'm worried that I'll get pee fright. You know, you're like, <laughs> just literally, you just, just can't, what? you just can't do it. Where, where are we going to go? It's supposed to make you smell like a corpse, right? This is the theory. What? I don't know anything about animals or birds. That's why I'm here. People that pee on themselves. How do you know? You're supposed to drop in like ways. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that Look, would work. Man, where are we going to see a grizzly in I'm not a bear scientist. <laughs> okay, but I've heard this <laughs> and I believe it's true. Like All right, let me let me ask let next me, time let you're me... salmon fishing in Alaska, we'll worry about mm. you. Yeah, I, um so Jesse, let me interject really quickly just uh ask you about your um your gear, your photo gear cuz oh, yeah, I always yeah. I always just want to know. Scott's the photographer no. in the trio. Oh. I, I didn't just, say you were a professional. You just use a camera. That's right. He points so the camera I'm, at birds and yeah. shoots. Yeah, right now I have uh, the Nikon D500, which okay. is their like crop model. Mm. Um, you know, uh, and I use their 200 to 500 millimeter 200 lens. Okay. Um, How long is that in like forearms? <laughs> <laughs> it's a big chunky lens, but it's hand hold. It's carryable. It's not mm. something you need a tripod for. Okay. okay. I thought you meant um, the distance in forearms. <laughs> like, yeah. What's that zoom in forearm distance? <laughs> yeah. well, yeah. 124. You know, it's or funny. So, like I, I don't keep it crisp. People will be like, "How many times zoom is that?" And I don't. I'm like, I, yeah. It's 500 millimeters. It's it's, it's far enough. Um, yeah. What, what's your limit for um, for really? great shot because every time you post a shot that you're like this is terrible i didn't want to post it i'm like that's, that's such a, a beautiful shot I'll well it's changed shot, or you know that's what like if you go back like that's yeah, what, it is back. fun to like you know it's weird like time there's times i've been like god there's i can't i have like way too many photos in my instagram but it does kind of provide this like progress it gives, report. It gives me hope. Yeah, yeah. Like maybe one day I could be a mm. decent bird photographer. Mm. I mean, honestly, like you know, I've just like I've learned as I as I've gone, and there's there's so many people out there that know so much more about their cameras than me. People that know more about birds, and you know, I don't. I certainly don't. I like half the time I don't feel like I know what I'm doing. Like you know, and that's that's I. You know, I think that that's common of most people working to get better at something. Um, it's, uh, you know, and I, I, I go out there with guys sometimes. I mean, usually I'm by myself, but I know a couple of people that I'll go out with here and there. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, they're working with like $20,000 worth of equipment. And, yeah. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. You we, know, I just can't see myself. First of all, I don't have the money to spend. Like, I just realistically <laughs> unless you get sponsored or something yeah then you know um <coughs> but, uh, <laughs> nice yeah. i i just can't you know i can't justify that sort of expense for a hobby mm. you know i mean if i had money to burn i suppose you know but uh if you were to get a sponsor i mean what would your brand be <laughs> <laughs> nikon just throw nikon's nikon at the wall would yeah. Be, yeah that would be a nice uh you know, I, I, you like Tamron lenses. <laughs> you know, I I can't. I had the Tamron for a while. It's a good. Um, it's it's a good 
burning lens, that 150 to 600. Yeah. That and the Sigma. I've seen really good stuff with the Sigma, but I love, I have that 200 to 500. It's, you know, as far as lenses go, it's reasonable. I think it's like, I don't know, 1200 bucks or something now, which is for, for a lens that's not, you know. I mean, it's an mm. iPhone, so. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah, I mean, I'm basically working with like a $2,000 kit, you know, and. Um, which wow. is decent. Mm. But, yeah, I mean, it's a lot of money to be, but to, considering, you know, um, a new like 600 millimeter F4 lens is going to run you 10 grand. Oh, yeah, um, no. Mm -hmm. You know, I just can't, I just can't go there. No. Plus, I like hand, I like being handheld. Mm -hmm. I like being able to drop on the ground and get an mm -hmm. angle on something yeah. as opposed to being stuck on a tripod. Yeah. I've been out with people with better gear that are stuck to a tripod and I've gotten shots yeah. that they can't get. Nobody wants to see another top shot of a piping plover chick. We, yeah. We just we want like sand shots. Um, those speak are the, for yourself. Those, the cute they... shots are the surface shots. What are, that's uh, that's like the the dirty shot. You want that dirty shot. You gotta get the <laughs> you wanna see the I wanna see all the piping. You wanna see the, the baby pop up over that slipper shell. Like you wanna see mm. that. That's what you want. That's what I want. That's what this is what mm -hmm. I want. You can just cater to my whimsy <laughs> here. I thought you were going someplace different with a dirty shot. Like you were gonna bait an owl <laughs> with the piping plover chick and then just like, <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> the, the least ethical birding yeah. shot you can come up with. Baited this, blasting this is my, dirty, <laughs> my my dirty piping plover chick shot. It's just Claws I photoshopped in a great gray owl in the background, just <laughs> hanging out. In one of those YouTube videos, great gray owl decimates piping plover chip. <laughs> and that's like the tagline, and it's like 30 seconds of gore, and it's over, and you're mm -hmm. famous for 15 seconds. Oh, yeah. I don't want to think All in the name of... Science. Yes, science. <laughs> sure, um, science. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I can if anybody's looking to start and has that sort that's it's, I mean, it, what I have is really I think, a, it's a great starter package and a great something that I'm, I mean I've I started with a cheaper camera and a cheaper lens I think I started with, like a Nikon and the thirty two hundred was like the entry mm -hmm. level at the time and like a three hundred millimeter lens, and I've slowly kind of crept up but i feel like i can get shots i'm happy with at, at this point with with what i'm working with and there's times where i'm like i'm pissed off with some of the limitations of of my gear right. which is why i don't love going out in groups because if i'm out with a group of guys and we're all pointing our lens at the same mm -hmm. thing Becomes and a, a lens measuring contest. Yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> I know their shots are going to be better. I don't yeah. want the same shot as a bunch of other people. Like, yeah. You know, when you're standing, you go to, uh, have you ever been to State Line in New Jersey mm -mm. where the Peregrine Falcons are? No. It's cool to see them. I mean, it's it's right off the Palisades Highway and there's a pair of peregrines that nest there. Um, and they just, they sit out on these snags on the cliff and it's like a beautiful shot, you know? A peregrine in a natural setting on right. these cliffs over the Hudson. Um, but you've seen the same shot of this same peregrine right. about 5,000 times yeah. on right. social media. And I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm not going to do it as well as this guy sure. because it's just... But there's a difference between like a you, you as a birder mm -hmm. and a photographer and those guys that are photographers. Yeah. So like, if, have you been to, did you go to Silver Sands to, for the long-eared owls? Yeah. So you show up at Silver Sands right around dusk. Yeah. And there's like $100,000 worth of camera yeah. equipment 
lined up on that that old road. Yeah. Like uh, about like, what time? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Bring your hood, hooded, hooded mask, because you can get rich on eBay real fast over there. It's seriously, but it's all photographers, and yeah. you know, it's bad ethics left and right. And mm. people, one woman, literally, I was there to get my lifer, you know, my my long eared owl. Mm-hmm. I have hundred and thirty dollar Nikon freaking Nikon, hundred and thirty dollar <laughs> Nikon binoculars, and there, some lady literally came over. I've never met her before. Said not a word to me. I spotted the owl first. It popped up, it perched, flew out, and she ran and put her freaking lens on my shoulder. <gasps> didn't ask, didn't mm-hmm. say a word, just put her lens on my shoulder and started popping shots mm. off. And I was like, what the hell is going on? It was the craziest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Another you guy, were the human tripod. It was crazy. Well, bipod. Wow. Yeah. Uh, that's my porn name. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> human bipod. Bipod. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking nosedive that one real fast, huh? <laughs> oh, so uh, another another guy ran out and just stood right in front of me. And somebody else was like, are you sure that's a long-eared owl? I was like, do you have a camera on it? Like, I don't know. You tell me what it is. It is You're it is. the idiot standing in front of me. Like That like, was a shit show. It was oh, a man. real shit um, show. People were fighting, like, while the owls are, like, perched on a fence. Mm-hmm. The greatest moment of most people's, like, birders' lives yeah. is to have this long-eared owl in flight or perched, like, 20 feet from you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And everybody, and there are people, like, fighting because somebody wants to flush it Ooh. to get a fucking flight shot. And Get out of yeah. here. Right. And Seriously. I, and I can't, I mean, there's been so many times that we've been on the trail, we meet someone with, like, a really good lens, mm-hmm. and they don't know they don't know. Yeah, they, they don't ask. Well, half the people don't seen? even know what, and they don't even know what they're looking at. Yeah, half yeah. of them. Like, there. Winter is a t- like I I can't stand winter because it's it's meathead birders mm. like meathead photographers that they only do raptors. Yeah, they mm-hmm. wouldn't know a warbler if it yeah. flew up their nose. Um, and the problem is raptors tend to stay in like the same spot. Owls especially. Yeah, especially. And yeah. so. These guys, they, they, if I find an owl, like when I, I first started, I've been driving through Silver Sands at least a couple times a week for like five years, of course. you know, and cause it's rails, nearby anything, and yeah. yeah. And I've, I've had, uh, kestrels there. I've had cool stuff there yeah, and great. all of a sudden I start spotting this awesome barred owl hunting along the fence and it's there like every dusk and mm. And then there's another one and it's got one eye and it's really badass and I'm, I'm loving it. And I'm like, it's great. And then yeah. what happens is people start posting it. And then like, as soon as I post something, people who I've never even met and who never even talked to me start bugging me. Like, where is it? Yeah. Can you give me this location? Can you give me that? And I'm like, no, I, I, yeah. you know, or I'll tell them some more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. Mm-hmm. but, uh, other people they trade locations with each other like currency and that's why these places like within like a month there were new jersey license plates there mm. and i was just like this yeah. place is fucked you know yeah because like, when the jersey plates come in when the jersey <laughs> yeah plates, right you know, you know it, forget the it, it's all tips. once jersey shows up Bridging uh, tunnel oh, bastards it is fucking everything. all over here <laughs> jesus there's a toll 
And Show something there. Make it fly. Don't but they have like Liberty State Park? Can't they just they take what they've got yeah. and stick they with have it? Cape like, May. It, yeah, but oh, yeah. How you know, get a lot of Jersey hate just came out here. Wait, what, what happened? <laughs> People get excited about yeah. owls, you know, and and I get it. People, you know, I've traveled places, you know, like I, you know, but. Uh, it it just to me it's it it rubs me the wrong way when a place gets flooded like that with yeah. with people and yeah. um you know that's one of my that's one of the things I hate about winter you know um the snowy owl thing I I didn't even look for snowies this year I, didn't I like yeah. after last year I was like I don't want any part of it mm-hmm. I have a million shots of snowy owls sitting on the beach they're beautiful they're awesome to see yeah. Um, but they're kind of like boring to photograph they unless somebody's do. being really unethical and flushing them. They right. just sit there. They're, they literally they're a white blob the on the beach, usually with their eyes closed. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's like, okay, you know. Yeah. Do you, you, you at least have to be a jerk with snowy owls to get them to open their eyes. Mm-hmm. Like that's their, their. Shit. Yeah. Or you, or wait or, five yeah. hours until, you know, a seagull harasses them or yeah. something, a plane flies over or yeah. something. Do you um end up posting some of those shots later like do, i'll do that i'll like sit on shots for like this year with so with the long years i sat on shots for yeah. a long time okay. before i posted anything because i knew it was going to be and it was hard to hide where they were because of some of the the way the shots right right were, you, you know um yeah the old dump is pretty uh yeah and like pretty the fence and all yeah. that stuff is recognizable um, you know, and uh, you live and learn, you yeah. know, too. Like I've made mistakes with, with that, with giving away yeah, of course. locations. I've told people about stuff and then regretted it. Yeah. You know, um, and I've made my own, you know, that's a learning process as a photographer is like, you, you know, you make an ethical mistake and then you feel shitty about it or you get called out on it, yeah. you know, um, and nothing feels worse. Yeah, you know? no, that's true. It's happened to me once that I can remember when I was first you know, it was like, it was, there was a solid owl, um, that I was photographing and it was like mid, it was like not midday, like early, late afternoon. And it was like super bright sunlight on it. And there were these, all these shadows. And I was like, let me go get my flash and I'll use really light flash. And its eyes were closed. I'm like, nobody's, you know, it's okay. You know, and I'm rationalizing it in my head (laughs) and I'm looking around and I'm clicking, you know, and sure enough, like, hey, are you using flash on an owl? And all of a sudden, I'm like, oh fuck! And it, you know what? It ruined those shots for me. Like, yeah. and I and and like, I was like, you know what? I got carried away with myself. Yeah. I wanted this shot, and you know, I stepped over a line. The and artist. Uh, you learn that it's not worth it. Like, yeah. you learn that like, it poisons it for you. There's got to be a line between like artist and naturalist in that respect. Like you, mm-hmm. you know, as like a birder and a naturalist, you know what you're supposed to do, yeah. what you shouldn't do. But as like an artist, like mm-hmm. you want that shot. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's got to be a, like a common, a common thing that yeah. pops up for photographers. And some photographers. people who don't give a fuck. Yeah, well, that's but obvious. Yeah, the meatheads. I mean, I think that's yeah. such, such, such a, a good label for it because I it's like really that one, yeah. yeah. There are a lot of of lines though that are that are blurry mm-hmm. and sort of not agreed on yeah right yeah. so it's like you were saying what what colors should i wear should i be in camo you know mm. like the good you know birders don't wear white books or god my, <laughs> my favorite you know don't point at birds story which i'll save for a more boring episode but it's like <laughs> you know it's it's weird and so there is this um i mean part of the part of the weirdness for me aside from birding 
culture, which is really weird. Culture like the, with a question mark? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, just, I mean, it's, it's a weird thing to get into, right? Mm-hmm. Because in some ways, you know, like you're talking about, it's a solitary thing. Yeah. And in some ways, that's how I think all of us enjoy it best sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, un- un- unless you see something with a friend or friends yeah. and you see it together, like right. that's, I think, probably tops. I like, but, I like being alone until an Orange Crown Warbler shows up right. a little early and in Connecticut. Then I want somebody to be with me to be like, no, it was really there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those are those times when my when the eBird moderator <laughs> sent you an email to ask you if you really saw something. But yeah, I think similar to like what you know you were talking about with um, with there's different kinds of photographers, and there's di- I think there's different there's a swath of birders there's there's a, like kind of a spectrum. Um, and spectrum is oh, probably yeah. the right word. To yeah, use. it is a good word. Um, yeah, my daughter's autistic, so I can say that. Okay, um, <laughs> the uh, you know you have the you have the the people that are like that are gonna yeah that are gonna be holier than thou no matter what and yeah. that are like that are just that are a little something's a little off um and then you have like you see it on like the ct birds list yes you have like the voices of reason you have kind of the maniacs and and there's definitely this there's this kind of like overlap and like moving border between photographer and birder yeah um that is fun for me to, cause I kind of live in that border. It's, you know, um, sometimes like people ask me like, are you a birder or a photographer? And, um, you know, it's hard for me to, to say like, uh, there's definitely an element of me that's like, I would rather get a really great shot of a l- not quite as exciting bird yeah. than a really shitty shot of like a really exciting bird. Yeah. You know, like the shot, is really important to me. There's okay. something about it. Um, Do you still bring binoculars with you when you go out? I have them always in my car. Okay. Um, sometimes it's hard for me to manage them. Yeah. Um, but I've gotten good at sighting with my camera because mm. it's effectively almost the exact same length as my binoculars as far as like how close it brings things. Mm. Sure. Um, but yeah, it's it, it's... There's something for me with the shot that if I have a species and I get that shot that's like perfect for me where it's like every it's in like a nice spot and it there's a nice clean background yeah. and everything's sharp and I can go home and I can really like look at that bird and I can like look at what the ring around its eye looks like sure. and what the pin feathers and its its face look like and what its nostril looks like. It's just, to me, I'll do that for an hour, you know, and like really get to know. Um, it's almost like I now have that bird. Like I have mm-hmm. it, um, own it. You've collected it. Yeah. Oh, no. right. oh it, man. There's, there's, um, it probably is a similar thrill that people get with hunting, you know, that, that, that doesn't click yeah. with me. I couldn't imagine killing something but i imagine that that when they look at some mangled animal head on their wall (laughs) that that's the feeling they get maybe um but for me i get it from this from the photo yeah you know um and yeah and there's then the thrill of the unexpected like you were saying the the orange crown warbler that shows up i know that's one of my like over at sandy point in in west haven i love that place um it was not last fall I think it was, yeah, it was the fall before last. I was on my way out of there 
and just happened to pull, I noticed like some yellow rumped warblers in that tree in the corner of the parking yep. lot. And so I pulled my car up and just like poked out the window and just started pishing away to, to try and bring them in. And out of nowhere, the first orange crown I've ever seen wow. pops right up in front of me. And it's one of like the better, like my favorite shots I've ever gotten. Really? It was like, you know, mm. it just, the light was right. Every, you know, sometimes you just, it was just luck you know you just get lucky sometimes the universe throws you one yeah that's my i got my first my only cape may was fall there at sandy point like in the grass of all mm. places just like the rando cape may warbler i was again like on my way out uh that place is amazing it produces so many good birds mm. um the clapper rails like the, interact with you there uh, they're awesome. so weird it's, yeah it's so odd rails are like you know, darters are hiding all the time, but the mm -hmm. clappers there, especially right around like when either mating season or right after the chicks mm -hmm. like are born, they're up and like watching you and hanging out and making all sorts of noise. Like they're really active. That place is great yeah. for clapper rails, almost mm -hmm. better than Silver Sands. You yeah. know, you can look down on them at Silver Sands. For I think... photographing them, it's definitely better. Yeah, because uh, yeah, Silver Sands, you're you're shooting down on. Them. Yeah, you can't really get into that marsh whereas yeah like a couple of mornings last year i just went over to you know because i live right near sandy point i just headed down there and you know just laid down in the muck right as the sun came up oh, and got the shit bit out of me by oh my god it's horrible and it's like horrible. weird worm you know like yeah. the stuff that's when you see like what the plovers are pulling out of mm -hmm. that muck and yeah. then you're like laying on it it's like it definitely gives uh, you pause. Yeah, like, like a tarp, like maybe. I've tried a that. decorative throw or something. <laughs> I, 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 you, I you have earned it, done that. You're I've, worth it. I've dragged like, um, yeah, like a garbage bag out there to to throw down if it's real mucky. Yeah. Because um, yeah, it can that that place is not the cleanest. It's like an awesome no, spot, not. but it's real. And the fishermen are friggin' this is it's disgusting what they do to that place. Yeah, um, they just leave everything. They just everything. like literally come out there, fish all night, and drink, and then they just like when they're done, they're like, all right, and they just walk like it doesn't even occur to them. To There's like, like a fire pit with like two mm -hmm. left shoes, mm -hmm. a fishing pole, and a twelve pack of PBR. Yeah, well, mm -hmm. and like a still like smoldering ashes at like five i mean yeah. i've seen burning yeah. is why i've made a lot of the decisions i've made i mean that's why we cloth viper because i was just you know oh, yeah i yeah. you know and feminine hygiene products changed and such because yeah, it's just like every time we go to the beach you see it washes up it washes mm -hmm. up and i just couldn't like every time i just couldn't i just couldn't take it anymore. and that's like the mouth of the harbor mm -hmm. you know yeah. you're right across the other side is lighthouse point which mm -hmm. which is equally as disgusting oh yeah mm -hmm. absolutely yeah the stuff i i try and take like stuff with me when i leave sandy point or yeah. um long beach and stratford i'll I'll take stuff out with me because it's just like they're both like they're all on the outskirts of like gross parts of gross cities yeah. in Connecticut like it's disgusting so yeah. yeah and it is it's a shame I try and bring at least like you know I stuff like a stop and shop bag in yeah. my in my shorts and like at least throw some fishing tackle in there and mm -hmm. stuff on my way out because it really is a mess with mm -hmm. do you think we could get a um, we need like a a line collection box or something like that there you know i wonder who we would contact to just get something that you can stuff 
like they have at mm, um, Milford, at Point. Milford Point. Yeah. That you can, you know, as you're walking along the beach, because it's every time you walk there. Even, I mean, I, you know, I don't know if people, like, at least, like, some signage being like, because there really is nothing saying, like, yeah. you know, please stop leaving your stuff. I like, the COA, maybe, mm. this, they do all the studies for the plovers. And yeah, the, uh, they're out there putting up, um, I always see them posting when they're looking for volunteers to help yeah. with the fencing. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like the COA could put stuff up, could make that happen. And especially there, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a bird sanctuary. I mean, yeah. it's designated. So, hmm. yeah. yeah, it's a place I wish, you know, that's, I do feel guilty that I don't have more time to get out and like do that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, they're out there during that. And I'm like, can't, you know, I got work or I have my daughter or, you know, it's mm-hmm. just like, it's not going to happen. You've got followers, man. You've got to <laughs> produce Use the power product. Yeah. There but, is, a, you know, there's like a, pre- it is funny. There's, um, you know, when you feel like, oh crap, am I running out of stuff? <laughs> but you know, like I've gotten over that. There was a weird, um, I can like, I, I'm okay. Like if I, if I go a week, I try and post something every day. Um, but if I end up like with a few days of, it, it used to bother me cause I felt this like obligation mm-hmm. and that was kind of something I had to check myself on. Like I used to worry about like responding to every comment, like, thanks. thanks. And now I'm like, why, why? Like, you know, <laughs> to what end? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's really, it's kind of meaningless. You know, if somebody mm-hmm. says something like meaningful, you know, where they're like, you know, this, your photos mean a lot to me or, you know, you know, something specific or ask a question, then I respond. But I was like, waste. it was wasted time. Like it was just taking a chunk of my life and it was just, Mm -hmm. you know, there's that dark aspect of social media where it's like the, you're just seeking this. What do you mean dark aspect? (laughs) It's like this behavioral it's weird. It's experiment and dopamine charges where you're just mm-hmm. like, likes, likes, comments, yeah. give mm-hmm. me more, you know? And then um, you realize just the emptiness of it. Yeah. And, um, you know, for me, it was like uh, definitely taking it. Uh, there was periods of time where I've taken a step back from it, taken a couple of weeks. And, um, and I came back to it with kind of a different understanding where I don't feel the obligation and I don't feel... Yeah. Um, you know, you can get weirdly competitive. Oh, and yeah. Like, um, Last week I was talking to him because of the podcast. Who's, who's him? Sean. Sean. Or, okay. Yeah, Sean with who? you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was talking to Sean um, last week about the social media stuff because um, I do web and app stuff for a living, oh, but yeah. I know a lot about social media because of that. And... Um, I was trying to tell him like the tips and tricks of like how to get more followers, but every time I was telling him, I would just, I would just almost. You feel gross talking about it. I recoiled because like you know sometimes my business has a slow period in the summer, Mm -hmm. and then I start doing the social media thing, and then like there was like two weeks where I was like really good about it, and I was gaining followers, but I felt so gross because it's like go to National Geographic and post just a comment, and there's just like this weird influx of people that will, Mm -hmm. you know. Know, and it's just this weird thing, yeah. you know, that you can do. Like, so half those people that are commenting on you and saying like that's great are, are just trying to get followers. They're trying themselves. to jerk the algorithm yeah. and get yeah. their own. Yeah, yeah. Um, that yeah, the people have definitely like measured that, and I can definitely tell the people where it's important to them. Right. Um, that aspect of you it. You respond to are, my blue gray gnat catcher comment. 
So. <laughs> Did I? <laughs> also, uh, this just occurred to me. Would followers of the Foul Mouths podcast be called Fowlers? I hope not. Fowlers? Fowlers. Fowlers. I don't know. Oh, man. All right. That's rough. I hope not. Let's let's make sure, you know, let's think about it. We can just edit this out of the post. Let's think about (laughs) it when we have more than just our friends following (laughs) Yeah, what? <laughs> 24 of our closest do, friends do, are I was going to say, do we doing? have friends? Yeah, I don't know. I subscribed. So, you did. That was that. You know. Um, is that one. a metric we can track? Can I just go online. Yes. We're yes. like, you have one I follower. That's Jesse Gordon. <laughs> Woo! I can set up a lot of tracking and analytics, mm. which I will do during the slow period. <laughs> yeah, well, let's not depress ourselves. Yeah. Okay, let's, let's <laughs> get... Let's get this rolling. Um, iTunes is really rough. Okay, I, I, have, an, I have a serious question, yeah. okay. uh, which is, so how often are you out? Uh, it really depends on the given time of year. Lately, not much. I try and... Um, I went out yesterday evening. Uh, was it yesterday evening? No, it was the day before. Yesterday was Thursday. Yeah. So Wednesday evening, I went out to Lighthouse Point. Oh, nice. I got yeah. my first yellow warbler of the year over yeah. there. Um. So, but that was like, you know, an hour in the evening, um, here and there and come, you know, second and third week of May, I took a couple of days off from work, set them aside, <laughs> you know, um, to get out there. Um, I, you know, roughly like once a week, you know, right, right hmm. now, um, I'm not able to put in much as far as the hours. So I really got to make them count, you know? So okay. that's why it gets frustrating yeah. when you get out there and it's like, you don't even like click your camera, which yeah. happens in March. Like March sucks. Yeah. Um, February and March can just really suck. You can just feel like there's just nothing around, and but. And you get tricked by like that warm weekend, and you're like, mm. it's go burning, it's go burning, yeah. and you forget that there's there is nothing. nothing. There's it's like a mockingbird that yeah. hates you sitting on a fence, right. <laughs> yeah. and then that's like it, you yeah. know. When you're excited for the return of the Red Wing Blackbird, you know <laughs> yeah. it's March. Yeah. 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 And so do you take your daughter out with you? Sometimes. She's, uh, like I mentioned, my daughter's autistic, yeah. um, so she's tough to reel in. Um, she's five, but she's, you know, she's more like three and a half, I'd say, like kind of with where she's at. Sure. Um, we like to go out and, you know, we go on nature walks. We like to get out mm-hmm. outside. Yeah. Um, but she doesn't have any interest yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. And she's unable to, like, sustain the attention. But it's something that, um, you know, kind of is important to me. And I hope at some point becomes important to her. Sure. Um, getting her outside is the most important thing. Yeah. Just getting her out there. Mm-hmm. That's, the, that's the best. So. Well, yeah. and you had mentioned, too, that um, your dad had the bird book mm-hmm. right and i don't know what yours was ours was the the peterson field guide yeah ours was too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah and uh not just because we were peterson's mine's but... audubon <laughs> yeah it was the old, the old peterson with like the cloth uh yeah the yeah, yeah cloth yeah. cover you know it was probably like my grandfather's i, I don't know but i think it's uh, yeah i mean so it's just you know something that i think if it's around like you said it was it was always there yeah you know, I, didn't always, you know, wasn't always pro-bird. It wasn't out birding, but it was sort of this latent thing. And then, you know, the spark. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know what, like you mentioned the osprey. 
mm-hmm. you know, which is crazy that they're everywhere now. It's so yeah. awesome. Yeah. Like it's such a, I can remember cause growing up, my, my grandfather had a place out in the Hamptons. I grew up in Queens. Um, and we used to go out there a couple times a summer. Um, my grandparents had a house out there and, uh, I remember it was like they had built one of those platforms and we were all like, what the hell is that? You know, because mm. you didn't see them then. And um, so it was probably, I don't know, 85 or, you know, wow. and um, and then Osprey showed up and nested on one of the platforms. And it was like the first one they'd had there. And for, it was like a huge deal. This this pair of Osprey, you know, like now we take them so for granted. But it was yeah. like it was such a big thing. And mm. to see this massive bird soaring and and diving was just like it was mind-blowing you Mm. know um and then i think like what pushed me to buy a camera i was living when i was living in greenwich um i was walking out to my mail one morning it was like i lived in this condo complex and um are we getting uh more thunderstorms oh yeah so i was just trying to figure out what it was (laughs) Sorry to derail that. Mm-hmm. It's just, but it sounded like somebody like dragging garbage <laughs> well, cans. Well, it's, it's what and it I'm sounds like, like when they're garbage. Is it Monday night? Like, <laughs> crap. It's garbage night. Jeez. <laughs> no. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was walking out like it was one of those like you know condo things with like the communal mailboxes, and I was I was heading out to grab the mail, and right above the mailboxes there was just a barred owl sitting over my mailboxes mm. and I'd never I'd actually seen one once before from the car um, sitting in the woods and, and stopped and was you know I saw it from afar and then it flew off um, but this was the first time and it just it was one of those bards that just sat there mm. like it yeah. didn't care that I was it actually I think it was happy that I showed up because I chased away the blue jay that was <laughs> <laughs> like, I think it was like can you hang out for a little while you know <laughs> Um, yeah. And like I ran back inside, I was like, "There's now over the mailbox," you know. And then I was out there, and I was taking pictures with this little, you know, shitty camera that I had, and um, you know, and they just didn't. It was like I wanted it to be more, yeah. and I was like, um, and so then like it was like a week later, probably that I bought that uh, my first, you know, DSLR camera, and uh, and the and a few months later, the same owl showed up again in the same exact spot. Never saw it again, but. The, that second time it showed up. Gave and you a second chance. Yeah, and the same thing. It just cool. sat there all day. It was so, you know. And then, like, I thought it was, I thought that, you know, when you just, that happens in the beginning, you're like, well, that happens all the time, right? right. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like five years later uh, before I saw another, you know, had another part yeah. yeah. owl that uh, gave me a decent opportunity. Yep. Um, um, the other thing that I noticed in your, um, your Instagram feed, like going from the beginning, it was um, your IDs at the, got much better <laughs> which which is like yeah. normal right yeah. like that's totally normal but it's it was funny seeing it in like real time mm. like going back because there's no i mean there's like when we first would go out burning together we were hopeless what do you mean first <laughs> like i go out now and i'm like what is that is it green she's like it's a it's a house sparrow yeah <laughs> oh oh I yeah, it still happens to, you know. I just yell bird names at Scott. And he's like, what? Where? <laughs> That's funny. The app Let me get been, my the app has been, like, the apps are really helpful. The app helps so much. And the the, the sounds, like, the using, like, listening to the calls has helped me so much. Because yeah. that's mm-hmm. where I, especially during warbler season, that's where I 
that's where I find stuff. It's yeah. like I, I, I hear them and like I'm way out of practice. Like I was mentioning before, I was watching that show on Showtime where they escape from prison and they're in the Adirondacks and I'm trying to like, I'm hearing warbler sounds and I'm like, I don't know what that is. And I'm mm. like, I should, I can't place it though, you know? Um, but it's like, you get your sea legs. It's, it, I'm sorry, but has it been like this um, simultaneous uh, skill set, like with the photography has come like the better bird IDs or? Probably just because they're inextricably linked yeah. for me. Like I'm always, if I'm out looking for birds, I have my camera, you know, and um and so over time, it's definitely they've 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 grown together for me. I'm assuming too that uh, like staring, like when you're doing editing of the photography, mm -hmm. I mean you're just imprinting these birds yeah. on your brain in a way that otherwise, you know, like we'll go out, we'll see something, and you see it, and it's gone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's what you have as opposed to when I used to carry the camera with me. You know, I would come home and look at it and look through the, you know, and try to pick one that didn't suck and mm -hmm. that was less blurry, you know, but that looking at it, I felt mm -hmm. was good for me. But no, what I was going to say was, um, it's funny how you said that you're out of practice. It's like every year we start birding again in like March or whenever. Mm -hmm. And it's like, what's that? What's that? What's that sound? Is that... Is that a flicker? It's like, it's Robin. Right, right. That's yeah, a Robin. Like, I like, know what? this sound. I've what? heard this I know before. These. It's been a year. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, I see yeah. a yellow bird. Is that what, what, what is it? Is it a vireo? Mm. Is it a... Yeah. The um, uh, tree swallows, the return of the tree swallows is the my, the mm. bane of my of, of spring for oh. me. Because right. they chatter overhead and they sound like everything else. Like, if, if there's like a, a group of of a couple of things in a, in a bush, yeah. it sounds like... There's like vireos and a warbler in there, but it's just the fucking tree swallows <laughs> over my head chattering at each other. Drives me crazy. Yeah, they create like this weird soundscape. Yeah. That, mm -hmm. that just, uh, yep. yeah. Like, oh, a warbling vireo, it's only April. And no, it's just six tree swallows. That's a, a, a fun thing. For, like, that's what, like, you know, because, you know, you keep a list and, and yeah. you have your eBird uh, sightings. And for me, like on a, if I'm if I'm going out tomorrow, I'm gonna look in my Google Drive at like on that you know what on that date, what did I you know where, what oh, are my yeah. photos of and that's where like I know I mm -hmm. can expect what I'm gonna see when, mm -hmm. and I can kind of track things that way. Um, yeah, that creates this kind of living document that mm -hmm. that I use every year. I pretty much use I use my I've been going back to my eBird list and like whatever you're posting photos of. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, cool. So Jesse saw this, so I have a decent chance of maybe finding one somewhere if I can figure out the habitat he was at, right. <laughs> like something like that. So now I'm just going to send you a text. Like, well, you're welcome to. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm always, you know. I, that's my, my guilt. I'm super guilty of, I guess, what twitching is like the term <laughs> for it. Man, like one time, I think Nicole and I were in the car driving home from maybe Rhode Island, were we in Rhode Island? And I got a call about the owl. We got a call about, I think we were driving home from Truston Pond in mm. Rhode Island, which is a phenomenal spot for like ducks and everything else. And there's a tufted duck, so I went after the mm. tufted duck to get the lifer. And then we got a text on the way home, we like drove in from this long day, dumped the dogs in the house, and then 
right back out to meet our friend Robin for to grab a barred owl that was sitting in East Rock Park. Like, <laughs> and just because I got a text, I was like, well, we're going to see a barred owl. And I don't mm-hmm. think I really gave her much of a choice. We're just back in the car and out. Like, if you want dinner, you're getting in the car because we're going to see this owl, too. Yeah. Like, I, I'm a terrible at that. I, um, there was a ye- yellow-throated warbler at um, uh, Milford, Milford Point. Point. Yeah. yeah, the Milf. so that one. I happened to refresh my email like an asshole in traffic, uh, and the list, the Connecticut listserv uh, came through, and it was like, yellow-throated warbler is at uh, Milford Point right now, and I straight-up cut off two lanes of traffic. <laughs> I was like right at the Officer, exit. Officer, there was a... Yeah, you, you don't understand. Man, I got it, too, and I was pretty stoked, and I even got a decent... <laughs> I regret nothing. I don't re- I the, regret nothing. The wake of carnage. Yeah, I... I got the I got there right on time. That that guy popped mm. right up. I got crappy iPhone photos. I'm super psyched. So I'm jealous. Yeah. I've still I've, I've that's on my list. I've never seen one. Um, it's not. I guess they're like a Jersey bird. Yeah, sort of, they right? Jersey a, and Delaware. Yeah. yeah, I haven't I haven't just gotten down. I, you know, I've been meaning to take a trip down there to get them. Yeah, um, it, I think they're like overshoots. Basically, like mm-hmm. we're getting those guys that were a little overzealous getting yeah. back to the nesting ground <laughs> to get their territory. Like, Shit, I'm in Connecticut again. Yeah, like, they how did I get exit, here? Basically, yeah. gas is so expensive here. <laughs> yeah, it's like why? Why do? And that that's the thing. Like, how many? We get crazy vagrants in Connecticut, mm-hmm. and I know it's mm-hmm. because we're part of like whatever, like invisible flyway yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like, why would a roseate spoonbill show up there and then like? That, was, ro- a, that was a weird. Like, one. Wow, it's a wild, and they all go to Milford Point. Yeah. Like, what is it with Milford Point? Yeah, I don't know what. They're going for the bird watchers. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it must be. Um, yeah, with driving, I definitely like. I, people get so mad at me because I'm like. I'm always, always. If I ever get in a massive accident, it's going to be because I'm just staring at like you know a red-tailed hawk perched mm-hmm. low on the side of the road. It, it's oh just, yeah. You know I've been yelled at so many times. So many times. <laughs> <laughs> what was your best carbird? Like like surprise. Carbird. Oh, Sean is like a pro at carbirding. Yeah. But like I just we just I'll I'll be walking to work and I'll get a text from Sean. He's like scene and it's just like a blurry bird mm. photo of like something that he got like from the car i'm like are, are you she's pulling over to the side oh yeah I just like shooting, up, shooting out the window i straight up slam on the e-brake pull over with the e-brake and jump <laughs> yeah. out with my phone like dukes of hazard style yeah. my binoculars and then you go up and over the hood holder. yeah the my bins are always in my <laughs> cup holder dude and like i'm i like the i saw a pair of barred owls the other day on my way home on my way to work mm-hmm. and i literally like slid to a stop through the freaking leaves <laughs> Like almost into a stone wall and like jumped out so I could get this freaking iPhone photo of like these two freaking barred how, owls, like, man. Like, how do you? Oh my god! Because I'm never looking at the road. Apparently, <laughs> I don't know. You develop this kind of peripheral, it's keen, like it's yeah. this constant scan. <laughs> yeah, I've developed a sixth sense. Oh yeah, for I, owls. I had like two different kettles last year of like nighthawks on during migration <laughs> in the car. A red-headed woodpecker was my number one car bird. That's good. I had a chat, Fairfield. a yellow-breasted chat. Oh, that's so much wow. better than mine. Damn it. But this was, <laughs> Sorry, I was driving in. Try um, harder. We were driving in a park, so that changed. I wasn't driving, like, to somewhere. But we were driving on the road through a park. It was down in uh, Delaware, Bombay Hook. Oh, of course. Mm, yeah. um, which is such a phenomenal spot. I'm I hoping to, to maybe. That I, might, I might go there again this May. Um they, I mean, it's everything. You spend days there. Yeah. But yeah, we're driving and something shoots across 
And it like took a second to register, and I was like, "That's a fucking shot." And I was like, "Pull over, pull over." And uh, yeah, I got the best shots I've ever gotten of a, of a chat. You know. Well, man, I'm still chasing chats. I, I'm always like one, mm-hmm. one, like one to five minutes that's, behind. That's like I've one had them of twice our... at Silver Sands. Um, they always. they show up there behind the fence. Um, I think there's one that that shows up there like in in the spring every year. It's really? always worth checking for. Okay, because I've had it there twice. I can look at my photos and check for sure when it was. That's, I always go at Hamanasset because it always shows up by the um by the nature center. There's always a chat showing up at some point in the mm-hmm. year by the um the, where the uh, solar panel mm. yeah, or whatever yeah. it is Near the in there. And, yeah, uh, stuff, I gourds. always walk into there to make mm-hmm. to just to see if there's a chat, and it, of course it's never there. And Brown Thrasher too. Both of them are always right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never see them. I've had brown thrashers at Hammondasset. There's a pair that I always see every spring at Greenwich Point. They must nest there. Yeah. Right off the parking lot. Um, it's one of my favorite spots in, in um, because in the early morning the sun's going the right direction. Like you pull in and there's parking lots on your left. The beach is on your left, and then there's a couple of parking lots on the right. In the corner of that parking lot, there's just a lot of brush, and then there's some, like, water behind it, and uh, there's tons of stuff in there, and you yeah. can just pull over the car and just be like, psh, 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 and just stuff pops out, and that's where I've, I've gotten thrashers there, and um, the best shots I've had of flickers were actually there, yeah. because you're in the car, so they don't, you know... Right now, everyone goes flicker sex. Flickers. They're going crazy. Oh, they right are. Now. We've yeah. like, oh my god. We had a robin uh, when Heather and I um, were living in East Rock. We had one that was like, just took the tree outside of my bedroom window as its place to advertise itself. And every day at like four thirty in the morning, this fucker would just start screaming <laughs> and it got so bad that we went out and we got one of those plastic owls <laughs> and I like tied a rope to the top and like you know pulled it up into the tree did and, it work no <laughs> absolutely did not but the we have the same thing with a flicker now that because oh, you know around the perimeter of our backyard is is all trees but that like and, horrible cackling yes oh and God. it just cackles and it's horrifically loud and we're like <laughs> like what do we do you, i mean you just you either deal with it or throw stuff at it there's so <laughs> i many. had a carolina wren like that yeah oh, oh man it's so sad because they're so cool but they are at the no. same time like yeah. i just want to fucking sleep sometimes <laughs> man i don't need you sitting outside my door trying to get fucked right now it's ridiculous <laughs> yeah. It's just like, this is, I mean, this is what I've noticed every, like, in the woods right now. It's all flickers, and they're all just, like, yeah. diving on each other. They are, they are super nuts. crazy. I don't understand why flickers are so horny right now, but it seems like the only thing I see is... When people, you know, you talk about, like, how most people don't notice. It's like, there's one of the more exotic, like, you show somebody a picture of that, they're like, what the fuck is that? Like, right. yeah. I've never seen, like, we don't have those. And I'm like, no, yeah. you do. It's like there's probably one in your backyard yeah. right now. You're just... Yeah. You're just not looking, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Here's this crazy bird with like day glow red and polka dots and yeah. like a mustache. And like, you see them in flight and they're yeah. like yellow and they have that white butt patch yeah. and stuff. Like they're, oh man. Well, at least around here they're yellow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I'm I guess just thinking about that white butt patch. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, I think we should, our first uh, Foul Mouse branded t shirt should be always chasing chats. <laughs> 
always chasing. Oh, it's just just a picture of your face. I just oh my god. <laughs> I always just, I just figured chaser. we would. It would chat yeah, chaser. chaser. <laughs> At least it's not like a cloaca shirt. So oh well, there's always time. Give it there's, give it a chance. There's plenty of time. Um, um, how much? I, I don't want to. We've taken up a good chunk of your evening. Um, well, if there's any, I mean, I'm, you know. Yeah, is there? A, is there? A, if there's anything else you, you a, really a, want a, to? A, a final question you'd like to? Oh, I throw do. Out? I do. My, I, I decided. Um, I think like every podcast seems like interview podcast seems mm-hmm. to have those like that one question that everybody asks. Mm-hmm. Um, like, are and, we good? Yeah, <laughs> and like my question for I think I want to know from everybody is like. Do do you believe like is it out there, the ivory billed woodpecker? No. No, you no. don't. Think I watched so? that documentary and I was like, yeah. I don't think it's dead. Yeah. I think it's gone. We're not gonna find you kayaking rivers in Florida, <laughs> in Florida. looking for it because. No, and because especially having seen how hysterical people can get at like seeing what they want to see, you know yeah. that like, mm. and it it happened. That's something like, um when we were talking about uh like getting better at birding like the first thing you learn is like it's probably what's what it's supposed to be yeah Mm -hmm. like you want something to be the exotic option and Mm -hmm. like there's that confirmation bias that happens and like um yeah i just i hate unfortunately i think we've done it we've wiped that one you know i hope i'm wrong yeah you know Mm. or maybe we can clone one off of all those pile of dead ones in the museum of natural <laughs> history creepy, or something creepy looking bird too it's yeah. not like i don't it is not it is it was an ugly like ugly no one wants yeah. to bring this back that guy had that weird that black and white footage of them yeah. from back in the day it was super creepy they looked they, fake oh they looked like one of those old like it looked like a davy and goliath cartoon yeah, you know absolutely. one of those like um old christmas specials with the claymation yeah. mm-hmm. you know oh, man type. It's like Stop that old. Motion. It's like that question about Socrates. Did he actually exist, or did Plato just make him up? Mm-hmm. Was 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 there really an ivory-billed woodpecker? Is it just ever? an elaborate ruse? Yeah. Was it just somebody <laughs> who just tried to made a really poor model of a pileated woodpecker and just <laughs> called it something else? The claymation animators from uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer had yeah, a side exactly. project, and it was this. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. Nobody from back then ever remembered seeing one. It just popped up sometime in the '60s after. Some weird acid trip or something like that. That's freaking, funny. Yeah. No, that's a funny one. That's every... That, that freaking bird, like, it just drives people crazy. Mm-hmm. You just hear people arguing about ivory build woodpeckers. Like, man, there are so many cooler birds around right now that are, like, really need your help. Like, mm-hmm. do we really need to fucking yeah. worry about fighting this bird right now? You live in Florida. Things are dying. It's like, try and save some stuff, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was just reading today in the Times about what they're dealing with in Australia with feral cats. And, yeah, they're about um, to kill a lot of cats yeah, in Australia. Oh, man. Yeah, they're about to go. They already are, I think, going pretty hardcore. And it's yeah. like, they just they have to. I want to know, though, mm. do you think that just dropping poisoned sausage is going to yeah. really fucking do it Is for that their them? plan? I think yeah. that was the plan that I is, read about. That is what it's like... Um, what could go wrong? Yeah, <laughs> I feel like they could get more creative. They're an island full of poisonous things. Yeah. Like, how could they not come up with something better than, you know, we're just going to drop a bunch of fucking poison blood sausage out for the cats and open. And good luck, guys. <laughs> yeah, I can only imagine what it's, you know, you have these ecosystems like that just get, you know. Yeah. I mean, you've seen it like I've seen, have you ever seen the stuff in Japan of like what happened with the raccoons there? 
Oh, no. Um, I guess like in the 70s, uh, there was some cartoon show that got really popular where the kid had a pet raccoon. Oh. And so they started importing yeah. raccoons. It was like, ra- it was Rascals based off of the, the um, book. Have you guys ever? No. no. I oh, wait, I do remember. I, you're yeah, jogging my memory on that. Yeah, I had... I can picture I had a raccoon um, stuffed animal, and my dad really liked that book or whatever, so that was like... Oh. So I guess it was before mm-hmm. most people's... Like, it was more of a story that was popular, like a book that was popular around my dad at yeah. the time, mm-hmm. and then there was a Japanese... Yeah, and so there was this, like trade of importing all these raccoons and what you find with raccoons is they make really mm-hmm. shitty pets mm-hmm. like as soon as they get over like a year they just start attacking you yeah mm-hmm. um like i had a buddy who who uh who actually like rescued and uh, found a you know a, a, i don't know what, what do you call a baby raccoon a baby know, raccoon a, works a baby me. raccoon <laughs> um <laughs> abandoned somewhere Cute. and he raised it and uh and was keeping it as a pet, and then all of a sudden he was like, it turned, it reached like maybe sexual maturity or whatever it was. It hit like a year, and it just started like attacking the shit out of him, and he had to just like bag it up, drag it into the woods, and like release it and run, you know? (laughs) It was like, it started like, yeah, so. That's rough. um, Yeah, these things get, get out there, and they just, they can just. Will your local vet neuter a raccoon? I don't think so. No. Yeah. They'll just call deep. Um, if you know the answer to this or it. any other of our questions, hit up the comments. Yeah, please. BTW, it is... She's... But no. it is... Pouring. No, the lightning is insane. Mm-hmm. Insane. Oh, like, I'm in the storm. room with with James, and it, this whole room lit up. This might make for a good morning tomorrow. Might knock down some. Just gonna say that. Thinking the same thing. I'm just, I'm just telling. Trying to talk myself up for getting up at five o'clock in the morning. As soon as the first uh, downpour started, I was like, man, yes, that gross peak is gonna still be at Hamo (laughs) in the morning. Like I'm so psyched. I'm finally (laughs) gonna get it. With um, with James, I just don't think I'll ever do morning burning again. You say that. You'll You'll be there. I know. I'll get get there. there. I'll get there. But I'm just like, I can't believe I used to wake up. I can't believe we drug our child to go birding (laughs) at 5 a.m. Do it. It's, it's, that's not real. No. I'll be out there at 5 a.m. It's real. Mm -hmm. I will for sure. The one thing I, that took me a little, like, because birding is all about that, like, um, that fear is it FOMO fear yeah. of missing like it's there's such a level of that oh like, my god I'm missing I'm not out there I miss something is gonna be there and like for me it like it took a little while to sink in that like I have my whole like there's people out there birding in their 90s like you mm-hmm. can do this yeah. your whole life and yep. like next year there will be more warblers yeah they will be back next year and like you know like that that that's something that took a little while to sink in for me, and it I think yeah. it will for you, Sean. I, <laughs> I think you'll get it. It may not, but like I no, I am one hundred percent agree. I because have, there's this these weeks that are yeah. are precious. They and, are precious, and so yeah. and then you know how long the rest of the year. Yeah, Some, summer's here. real Living long. In Connecticut, yeah. like the winter just sucks. You it know? does suck. Like I took 
a trip to um, but like a three day. My parents rent a place in Florida in March every year. They spend like three weeks down there. Oh yeah, those are good um, shots. Down in St. Petersburg, yeah, and like it's like cheating down there. It is. Right. The, the birds are like domestic. They, they they're like pets down there. They walk mm. up to you're like backing up because yeah. they're getting too close and the like cattle mm-hmm. egrets and white ibis just like they, right on you all right, the time. Right on your front lawn, you know, white ibis just picking up lizards and yeah. mm. um just the most amazing stuff and it's there year round yeah. and it's always out there and it's always sunny and it's like yeah. you know I, I was really startled by the um by the sand hills. I was there in like February last year and there's just like sandhill cranes walking on the side of the road. <laughs> I'm I, you know, I'm from Connecticut. Yeah. Like, we get them honking and flying over once in a blue moon, and or they'll land in someone's yard in like Litchfield County. Mm-hmm. But like, they're just like six of them on the side of the road, just like holy shit, they're sandhill cranes. I'm just yeah. like in a van, just driving, and I get like, I had like, you know, the first two hours in Florida, and I had like twelve <laughs> lifers on yeah, my like, like checklist. Like, like, holy shit! Cranes. Like what is happening? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and down there they're just like, yeah, it's those big fucking birds that <laughs> they walk through the condo complex. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, it's some kind of big chicken. You know, <laughs> ridiculous. Love it. Yeah, I had that one. I went to um, Austin, Texas, for work a couple years ago in March. And there was like baby ducklings, and I forget what bird. I, there were some mm-hmm. birds there. I can't even remember um, at this point. And I was just like, I don't. I want to move to San Antonio. Like I was like, Scott, yeah. I want to mm-hmm. move to Texas. I can't believe I'm saying this. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to. And like, you know, it was just uh, because Texas bird. Texas birders can suck it. They yeah. have like they're just like it's an embarrassment just, of riches. Yeah. They just sit on the fucking border. Yeah. Waiting for all those. And then well, they also the have those it. like um, for photographers. That's, you know, I said like, you know, as far as like like pet peeves, there's these like every there's these like there's one place in Texas, like some ranch or something that like everybody goes to. Oh, yeah. And they just like basically like it's like you sit here and you point your camera and it's like they basically like they're putting them on a tee for you. Like that to me is not. Yeah, no, that's photography. Like, I've seen footage also of like people go to the, like these hummingbird lodges where like you're sitting in a gazebo and they hang flowers from the ceiling, and <laughs> hummingbirds are are just right in front of your face, and they yeah. put a, they literally put a fake green background behind it for you. Wow, and these, wow, like, to me, I'm like, what? The, like, that's not why I got into this, you know? Right. And and you'll see, like, you'll see the same shot of a painted bunning bathing in the water at this ranch in texas you'll see it five thousand times by five thousand different photographers and they all took the same damn shot and i just don't see like what is the joy in that like to me that's the equivalent of like some dentist driving out into this the 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 you know uh the african uh desert and and yeah. some guys throwing meat out for some right. old lions come up thing. and him to shoot him point blank. You it's know, the same thing. Um, I mean, it's a little less evil, but it's the same level of like. But it's the same. It's yeah. the same concept. That yeah. it's more more about them saying that they did it rather yeah. than yeah. going through all that it takes to yeah. get to the point to get that those kinds of shots. If you're not picking. Lime infected ticks <laughs> out of unspeakable yeah. regions of your body. Yeah, it's not photography. Yeah, or uh, burning. Ever, I will. If you ever want to exact revenge on those terrible ticks, they make a delightful 
pop when you light them on fire. Oh, they I'm, snap like, yeah, it's really, it, it's actually really uh, cathartic if you've had <laughs> Lyme disease, especially. Like, or really, fuck you and your family. Yeah. They'll just fucking light you on fire. You can send them into the Connecticut Agricultural. If you want to, but. <laughs> I just, Get it tested. You are, yeah, you are supposed to save the deer ticks, right? And get yeah. tested. Ugh. My grandfather used to. I can't. What are the the big ones? They're uh, dog ticks dog or whatever. Ticks. Dog ticks, and wood yeah. Ticks or, wood ticks, yeah. yeah. There's and all sorts of them. He'd pick those off the dog after they went to you know through the the woods for the walk for the day. Yeah. And he would put a pin through them and put them on a cork board. And and we would go over to visit, <laughs> and and like, they would just be moving their little Ew. arms and it'd be like hey bob how long have these been here it's like i picked those off last week still moving still, still moving oh, wow oh, yep fuck i right now it's a hard time of the year because the nymphs are still around mm. so it's hard to tell what's a deer tick and what's mm. a, a nymph so i just am indiscriminately killing them it's fine mm-hmm. on a different note <laughs> what? have we talked at, well about uh, how much he edits his photos or no. We, no. Um, do you edit your photos? I do. I do. I don't do a lot, though. I try. I, I, I got the sense that you're not a big. No, editor. I try because I, I, to me, there's a line. Yeah. And like, I don't know where it is, but I know, I know if I cross it where <laughs> it doesn't look yeah. real, you know, like mm-hmm. I don't want to take, I want it to look like what I saw. Um, I use almost ex- almost totally Lightroom. Mm-hmm. Um, I have Photoshop, but I barely know how to use it. Um, I've used it like once or twice to like if there's like a couple times where I'm like, this shot is so great. If that one little twig was not, mm-hmm. you know, um, and that is like a two hour process for me, sure. which should be 10 seconds for someone who knows what they're doing. Um, but I'll like I'll generally like I sharpen a little, I pull noise out of the shot, you know, selectively to clean it, you know, to give it a cleaner look. Yeah. Um, and I'll try and clean up the shadows, you know, to make, just to make it more presentable. Um, but I try not to, I don't want to add anything that's not there. You know, that's, that's the main Mm -hmm. thing with me. I don't, um, no rainbow colored blue jays. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You see some people get happy with the saturation. Yes. It drives me nuts. Yeah. That's something I've over time I've learned too. Like my mm-hmm. editing has toned down and gotten better, and um, you know, um, I'm totally like I probably would benefit from su- some tutorials. I'm mostly s- trial and error, self taught, and yeah, here and there I'll Google something. But uh, you know, it's uh, to me it's like I don't almost don't want to get too good at it because I see what happens with some people's shots and they take on that look where it just doesn't look like yeah. It doesn't look like real life. Yeah, yeah. But and their that, watermark that, is really dialed. So watermarks, please. Like someone's gonna sell, like take the shitty quality photo you put on Instagram <laughs> and do something. Like, I don't get that. I don't understand it. I mean, nobody. First of all, like nobody's making money selling prints anymore. No. Like, some of the greatest photographers, like um, uh, Arthur Morris, who. Like one of the premier bird photography, he wrote like the art of bird photography. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen, I've met him out at Nickerson Beach in Long Island. He's a really nice, approachable guy. Um, I've written to him for tips on a couple of things when I was going somewhere because we had a mutual friend. 
Um, but he was, he's told me, he was telling my friend, he makes his money doing the workshops. You know? yeah. Like yeah. nobody sell. he doesn't even bother really trying to sell prints sure. anymore. It's not because everybody who's interested in, in buying prints is taking photos of their own and is mm. printing out their own photos, um, which has been kind of what I guess the shifts from film to digital kind of created that. Right. Sure. Um, it made it more accessible to a lot of people, which is nice. Um because uh, I know people that have been doing it since the days of film, and it was like, I can't even imagine God, the, been so expensive. how expensive and difficult it was to go out, like, you know, spend a couple thousand dollars on film to go to the Adirondacks for a weekend, take a bunch of photos of warblers on ISO 50 <laughs> film, and then have no idea what any of them look like until mm -hmm. you get back and then get them developed. And th those are, they have like three cameras slung over their shoulders like with film like loaded so they don't mm -hmm. have to go through the reload, the reload process just in case yeah. or you could just fuck something up and just ruin so a bad. whole roll of film or yeah. you know if you have one setting off yeah. like all the all the shots are no good whereas because on the digital you can see it right yeah. after you took it and you know? no no cerulean warbler yeah mm. yeah Never. not not no there. one will ever believe you <laughs> yeah i can't even imagine the the pain and suffering that went along with that like i have so much respect yeah. for guys that but the flip side was back then they had the woods to themselves I mean, oh i was gonna say there was no people. fomo yeah yeah there weren't people out there it was it's definitely grown mm -hmm. you know social media is digital photography and then yeah and yeah. social media has i think has changed like the the birding thing and the photography yeah yeah, yeah it's crazy i mean we go to places when we travel overseas, and a lot of the times I find these cool places because I'll go through Instagram mm -hmm. yeah. and I'll find these really amazing places, and and luckily like w there's not that many people, but then I've read articles of these places in California and things like that where there's just they're being swarmed and ruined oh, by yeah. Super social media. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Lord. That was a I totally that was the first thing I thought of. What was it? The super bloom. Yeah, the wildflowers. Yes, yes. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and you see all these people with like their there were those people that burned down that whole area. With Joshua their, Tree. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the people that were doing like their gender reveal and like oh. burned down forest because they were shooting off like cannons with blue smoke or oh something you know so people like all for like society is a facebook <laughs> post you know or it's like i yeah yeah you, you know we, we're so anyway. so yeah i mean have you have you noticed i was thinking like the only thing that someone might do without the watermark on your photos is to claim that their photos are your photos are their photos have you i haven't seen that I, that hasn't ha i've had other people post my photos on their page um without like giving me credit or anything but usually it's like some guy in like saudi arabia who's just collecting photos that he likes and posting them on his instagram page and right. I've, I've had people like up in arms about this guy's stealing my photos and i'm like he's just the guy who liked your photo and put it like yeah if you got a problem with it, just ask him to take it down but like I can't take myself that seriously. Right. I mean, I've yeah. probably sold like five <clears throat> photos in my life to like friends, you know, yep. like 
I don't, it's not something I make a living yeah, off of. Yeah, do you of. really think your Instagram post, you're going to yeah. be the one that makes a living off of bird Instagram? Like, like, and yeah, I mean, that's a funny thing too. There is no money in being, I joke that I'm like a bird influencer. <laughs> like, <laughs> there is just no such thing. Like, there are like people with like, you know, half the followers I have who are making a lot of money because their Instagram account is them putting on cute outfits in yeah. front of a mirror and like people will buy that stuff. And like there is no nothing to be marketed really. No, because the market my... share is so small. Because yeah. you could be like, I've got this field guide or this, yeah. you know, yeah. whatever. I've been offered like at one point there was like a bird feeder company that like sent me a free bird feeder and Oh, man. It was That's like nice. Right I got there. this nice little cute bird feeder and I, I have a feeder set up at work. Um, I started a birding group for some of my clients. I'm a substance abuse counselor. So it's like become kind of a nice thing. But um, it just was like such a and now I'm like, OK, now I have to like put up a post saying like this, showing the feeder and, and it felt weird to me. And then they asked me again and I was like, oh, OK. And they sent me this thing and I was like, I don't know how. I gave it to my parents and I'm like, I don't know when I'm going to, I'm like, you know what? Listen, tell me how much it costs. Let me pay for it. I just don't want to <laughs> do this. Like, cause there's no, like for a bird feeder, like it was like, you know, it's $15. Like, you yeah. know, it was, I, I was like, Oh, free, like give it to me. But yeah. I don't know. Like, um, no. And like, I've never really been offered any money to, to advertise anything. Well, not yet. Um, well, what you I mean, mean the, the Connecticut Audubon Society didn't give you <laughs> <laughs> your instagram takeover didn't make yeah. you money no no you know it's funny that um i always enjoyed like that years ago one of the first the 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 national audubon society had me do a takeover and that was huge for me that was that's a real cool. thrill for me because that was like um a big yeah that's exposure a big deal. and yeah. like it was a huge like acknowledgement i felt really excited about that and it was it was really nice to be able to do it for the connecticut right? just because it's something i believe strongly in mm -hmm. yeah and um you know like i said i feel guilty about not being able to volunteer more at this stage in my life and yeah. you know so i feel like at least if i can and i don't have any money to give them i can yeah, afford my i can barely afford like my 20 dollar a year memberships <laughs> you know at yeah. the very least i can let them use my photos and it's funny they do that's one thing like I'll randomly like go to like an Audubon Society page for like this place in Texas and they'll have like my photo of a cedar waxwing is like there. Because if you send photos into the Audubon contest, it like becomes their property. Sure. You can give them leeway to use it as they please. So it's like kind of fun. Every mm -hmm. Like I think it was like um, I was looking up stuff about tricolored herons because I was down in Florida and I went to like the Cornell page and I was like, wait, I know that photo looks familiar. Like, you know, and it's just there because I put it on bird share, you know. Do they, mm. do they put the, who the photographer They do. They is? acknowledge it, yeah. Oh, that's good. Um, but yeah, I, there's just, there's no money to be made. No. It. You know, the only people that are making money on it are doing these, these workshops. And to me, that's, I would feel like I was stealing money from people, charging them to go out and take photos with me like yeah i don't know i it, it just doesn't I, it, would, it would ruin it for me i don't want it to be that no know? i think that's pretty that's pretty awesome i, I, that, I there's like a i think there's a a pretty like discernible divide 
like right now in generations between birders and there's like you know the people that have been doing it for a long time mm-hmm. still like to me even if they're you know relatively close to my age I still classify them in that other generation because like those are they have a different experience with the whole birding world than we're ever going to have mm-hmm. we're like digital based you know, there are still people that are like, oh, no, eBird? Screw eBird. Like, yeah. you understand what eBird is doing for the world. Like, yeah. And that, and conservation and uh, education and all of these things like we're talking about, like, they should be free and something that you want to do and want to be able to do. And, and that's not the case in, like, that with that divide, I think. There's a lot of people who still are not, like, they're, you know they're they're not voting for conservation mm-hmm. but then they go out birding and talk a big game and show up at like you know functions and stuff mm-hmm. like that but they're not voting for the administration and like there's a big divide and it's kind of nice it's nice to hear that like you want to do this and you would like to do you don't want to yeah. make money from it like you're just in it for for the the I mean the thrill of the chase but also, also you know you're sharing like these be- these Im- your images are beautiful whether you admit like see it or not like we i mean we're all you're here because we've been following you on instagram right. mm-hmm. well, thank you so much that, i mean honestly that's that's means means a lot you know oh, it's big because and it's rare it's like so rare that i actually physically interact with people <laughs> yeah. no it's well, and, but we want like we want to be able to open birding up to more people mm-hmm. we're not the kind of mm-hmm. people that are ever we've we'll say this a, a thousand times we'll share our binoculars with you they're not mm-hmm. worth that much like <laughs> but if you want to see what we're looking at we're 100 percent gonna show you because like that's the coolest thing to me is right. to be able to share this mm-hmm. thing oh, that drives it. me yeah. but that's not the case with everybody and you're that kind of person mm-hmm. and it's it's obvious in your captions it's obvious yeah. in like what you do and that's why we have you here where i think wow. we're all we're the three of us are impressed with just the way you like i think carry yourself in the birding world and it's yeah. important mm-hmm. and we're really happy that we got to have you yeah, here thank you tell so us much stories, really. i hope to hopefully um you know i'll be back for episode uh 100 or whatever. yes uh, no what we're going to do is drag you out on the trail and come birding with us and absolutely. do like and do absolutely. a live like birding walk i think that. that would be yeah, amazing yeah. Awesome. yeah that would be a lot once of the migration slows down a little bit and maybe walk around like a, mm. one of your spots and show us around cool. without like without having to feel really crappy about missing a shot of that of a fucking white-eyed viri or right. something like that so <laughs> oh god that's a great bird that's a really good bird <laughs> All right. All right. Um, well, Jesse, that's a great bird to end it on. Uh, so. Jesse, thank you so thank much you. for um, for yeah, coming it's been over. Fun. And, I had a great time. Yeah, yeah, us too. Well, we're gonna make you come back. So cool. Yep. Awesome. Right. Cool. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Foul Mouse Podcast, and that you'll follow Jesse on Instagram at Jesse J E S S E dot R dot Gordon. Next episode will feature an interview with George Armistead, bird guide, author, and member of the Rock Jumper Bird Tours crew. It's a fantastic and informative interview, so be sure to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can find links to accounts, events, and anything else we mention on the podcast at our website, foulmouthspodcast.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at foulmouthspodcast. Thanks for listening.